Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Fellas, here we are back again. Again. Can you believe it? For our fourth time. We're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well, fellas. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling? I'm doing good, brother. Doing good. Ready to roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about today. It's going to be good. Yeah, man. So on the agenda, on the, uh, on the docket for today, we're going to be talking about, uh, we got a question in. Uh, I'll just read the question out to you. Uh, yeah, it says, uh, why does God let bad things happen to good people and the ones who trust them? So this is a I think this is really important and pretty pertinent to what's going on. Uh, in fact, I was just having a conversation with uh, my Thea, uh, who called me like a few days ago and just asked me straight up, you know, in a time like this where people are uh, losing their job, people are dying, and it's not just affecting me, it's affecting the entire world. You know, how do we deal with that as a Christian? And so I think it's just really important that we kind of talk about this. I think it's a really pertinent topic. So, um, guys, what's your initial thoughts on, like, now why does God allow things to happen to, to good people that don't even, you know, that aren't, like, murderers or, or, you know, criminals or anything like that? Yeah, so you've got the problem of evil, right? Um, it's a question that has been asked for a long time that, uh, has been attempted to be answered uh, by a whole lot of people. And um, I think even in the way that this question was asked, it's important uh, to note that it was, uh, it was asked as, as, why does God allow bad things to happen? Um, sometimes even people would say, why does God cause bad things to happen? Um, I, I really appreciate how this question is asked and how, why does God allow bad things to happen? Because um, God is love, right? God is good. Um, God is not the one that causes bad things to happen. Uh, but what I like to tell people is what God has done for us is he loved us so much that while we were sinners, while we were enemies against him, um, he sent his son to die for us, right? Romans 5, 8. Um, that is what God has done for us, even in the midst of these bad things happening. Yeah, and it's, it's important for us to think through this topic and know that there's no just simple, easy answer uh, it's not just something we're going to settle, you know, one and done today. Um, this has been a question that folks have asked, and anybody that's ever been hurting, anybody that's ever gone through a difficult time, a, a bad scenario, they're asking this question, and it's a good question. Uh, you know, they recognize that if God is really actually sovereign, then why would he allow something bad to happen? And, like, that's a good question to ask uh, because it makes you think, it makes you question you know, really the character of God in a, in a, in a manner that is uh, hopefully helpful um, to where you drive yourself to seek out answers as opposed to be angry at God, um, but rather to figure out, okay, well, how do we actually think through this situation? And so it's complicated. It's big. Um, there's a lot of differing opinions. There's a lot of different um, viewpoints and things like that. I, I think it's helpful for us to think about things under a couple different, uh, uh, I guess, uh, kind of ways I like to think about it. Um, there's, a, there's a helpful distinction for me. So whenever I've been able to talk with somebody or think back in my own life and try to figure out, I've asked this question of myself and different circumstances, but 
Uh, whenever I think about you know God being sovereign, um, Scripture is pretty clear that God has control over all things, and that God is in control over all things. Um, and I think there's a helpful distinction to be made uh, when we talk about the problem of evil, and that is that God is sovereign, and He does He does have control, um, and He is in control. But there's a helpful distinction when you think about when something bad is happening. Uh, to remember that God has control over all things, uh, which means that God is not necessarily controlling every individual thing. And so, uh, you know, if I was to walk up and just smack somebody in the face, that would be a, a level of evil that, that God just allowed to happen to someone. But God was not necessarily causing me to walk up and smack somebody in the face. He allowed that, and he, he's allowed that because he's allowed sin to enter into the world. He's allowed us to kind of reap what we sow. We are sinners, uh, and we sin, and because of sin, there's consequences, and, and God is he's not just allowed everything to roll out and kind of taking his hands off of things, not by any means, um, but he has allowed us to kind of reap what we sow sometimes, and he's allowed us to make choices, and we have the freedom to make choices, and sometimes we make bad choices, and that causes others to suffer and causes others to sin. But if I was to walk up and just smack you, Pastor Johnny, which, I, you know, I know that that's, uh, you know, that's you know, poking the bear, uh, but if I was to just walk up and smack you, like, I ought to expect, uh, you know, that you're going to respond and uh, I ought to know that, man, that is my freedom to do so. Uh, and for me, that would be a sin. Like, I shouldn't do that. Um, but if then you turn around and punch me back, my, a wrong response would be to turn around and say, well, God, why did you allow Johnny to punch me? Well, you know, don't be an idiot, right? I walked up and smacked you first, right? You're probably supposed to turn around and punch me uh, or at least, you know, respond. And um, I think a lot of times we find ourselves in situations in which we're actually reaping what we sow. Uh, and sometimes it is just an actual consequence of our own sin. There's sometimes, you know, you, you speed and then you get a ticket and you go, well, God, why did you let me get a ticket? Well, you were speeding. So you knew the risk before you did that. And, you know, sometimes it's, uh, we do things like that. Um, and, and to say that God causes the evil to take place would be inappropriate. Um, I do think there are, you know, there are things, you know, words of wisdom here as well. You know, like uh, I use a scenario of flying a plane uh, or, or flying on a plane or building your house by the ocean. So uh, we make choices and we know the consequences of those choices, you know, usually before we even make them. So I know that planes sometimes fall out of the sky. And I know there's a risk and there's a danger to get on one. And so if I go get on a plane and it crashes and I die, it would be wrong for everybody to turn to God and then blame God. Well, God, you took that plane down. Well, I chose to get on the plane knowing that it might go down. And the same with building your house by the ocean. Like hurricanes happen, you know, stuff gets flooded, houses get destroyed. You know, sometimes we, we do things and we make decisions and then when you know, the reality is when something that we already know could happen does happen, we turn and blame God for it. And go, God, you did this, and that's not, that's not okay either. Um, so there's an order to creation. There's an order to structure. You know, there's an order to God's plan. And sometimes that is, we know hurricanes happen. Uh, we know bad things happen. We know that, you know, jumping off 
uh, of a building could break your leg. And so to, to blame God for our own decisions is not always wise either and, and not appropriate. Um, yeah, so like thinking through, like God allows things to happen because of our sin is also helpful for us to think through. But then there's, so Pastor Johnny, there's, there are things, and Isaiah, I would like for you to speak to this as well. There are things that happen that we have no control over. So we didn't choose uh, you know, to be born into a family where in an abusive situation or something like that. We didn't actually do anything to bring upon this evil. And so that's a little bit different. So when we think through the parameters of God having control over as opposed to God being in control over, uh, I think it'd be wrong to say God is in control of the person that's beating somebody. Um, but when we think about God having control over that situation and somebody being in a situation where they've actually not brought this evil on themselves, uh, so let's speak to that. Like, what what would you say to somebody in that in that regard? Yeah. So when I when I look at creation, right after the days of creation, God looks at His creation and says it is good. And it is only after that sin enters the world that creation is no longer good; it's broken. And one of the results, and I think you were hinting at this, Pastor Stephen, of uh, of sin is that brokenness occurs. And when brokenness occurs, we experience things like. Uh, abuse. We experience things like disease and suffering. Um, but again, God, the one thing that God does show us, even in all of this, even uh, the, the entirety of the Bible is filled with God demonstrating his love for us and sending Jesus for us, right? So from the, the very beginning of Genesis all the way through the end of Revelation, we have this story that tells us how God is going to fix the problem, where he's going to fix the issue, uh, the suffering, uh, the abuse, the, the disease, all these things that are a result of sin in a broken world, where he's going to fix them through the person of Jesus Christ, where one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So for somebody that's in a situation like that, I think it's right to say God is not controlling the person that is uh, inflicting the abuse, um, God is sovereign over the situation, and we have hope in one day uh, there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and there's not going to be any more suffering, um, and we, we can endure, we can uh, continue to persevere until that day uh, when Christ returns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, sort of to echo what Stephen and Johnny have said so far, and just thinking about, you know, my own experiences in life. Um, there is uh, certainly a challenge in in allowing yourself to sort of um, allowing yourself to actually um, deal with and experience kind of the suffering. I think a lot of times when we struggle with things or deal with things, we sort of um, I feel like a lot of times we do a really bad job of actually going through it and dealing with it properly. So obviously giving some time to allow people of, you know, whatever the, whatever the trial, whatever the struggle is to sort of go through it um, and actually be able to, to deal with it. Like, don't just try to rush into, um, you know, people think that I should be better or people think that I should feel okay. So let me just, I just need to feel okay. I think it's really important to allow yourself the time and the space to actually deal with all the emotions and all the ways you're feeling. Um, so that's kind of the first thing. The second thing I would say, the second thing I would say is understanding that just like Pastor Johnny has said, like Revelation 21, um, you know, 
you know, behold, I see a new creation and, and, and a new Jerusalem coming out of the sky and, and the Lord is dwelling with them and, and uh, you know, wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death, no more crying, no more sorrow. Um, so there is definitely a hope, like Pastor Johnny said, of, of the coming age, the, the, the thing to come that will be so much better than here and that it will actually, uh, there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more trial. Uh, but but another thing to keep in mind, which is I think that which is helpful for the here and now, is understanding. And this is something that I've really kind of come to learn. And that is like when I read a passage like James one, when I read a passage like Second Corinthians one, uh, these are two passages that talk about you know enduring trial and enduring suffering because it's for your good. Um, that you know I'm. People that are hurting aren't always ready to hear that right away. So you gotta, you have to be there and you have to cry with them and you have to deal with it with them. I think is a big part. You need people in your life to just be there for you. Um, but I think one thing that's really important is not only does a God, that not only do we serve a God that loves us so much that he has kind of this hope and that he's going to restore everything, but he's also even in the midst of our really crappy circumstances, he's even redeeming those so they would be good. And so what I mean by that is like, I'm not saying that he's causing them. What I'm saying is that even through, even the midst of this like terrible situation, the Lord can still say, okay, you know what? I know this is hard, but I'm going to, I'm going to redeem and I'm going to take this horrible situation and I'm going to actually make it, good. I'm going to actually bring about some good things out of it. Um, so that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to get out of the, the trial that you're going through necessarily. That doesn't mean that it's going to be a week or a month. I mean, it could be years. I don't know. But like, for me, it's been super encouraging to have a God so involved in my life that even through trial, I can see as I walk with him, just the growth and the, the experience that I've been able to gain and the, the drawing near to him through the trials that I've faced um, and knowing that, man, the Lord is so good that he can take what's bad and bring about good things. And that's just, that's really awesome. That's an awesome experience to have. So, Yeah, and I, I would add, you know, that uh... – just because you're going through a bad situation or just because something bad happens, it doesn't change the character of God. God is still good uh, by definition. He is still love by definition. Um, the scripture clearly tells us this. And uh, you can see that in the text. I mean, in, in even Second Peter 3, God wishes none to perish. Like he, his heart breaks uh, over his people when bad things happen or when, uh, when they are disobedient or when, you know, they sin. Like we see that, that God deeply cares for people uh, and Jesus deeply cares for those he's with. He has compassion for those. We see him weep. We see him uh, heal. We see him uh, try to do so much good and he has a heart and he feels for those. And I think that uh, if we kind of go back to the beginning and realize that because of sin entered into the world, everyone will sin. And because we sin, um, I, I think it's a helpful question for us also to ask, like, I mean, have we ever actually caused someone else to suffer by our own sin? And the answer is probably yes at some point. If you've lived for any length of time, you've probably done something which actually caused somebody else to suffer um, at, the, you know, at the result of your own sin. Um, and this is why a lot of bad things happen is because of sin. And um, that doesn't mean that, like, 
you did something and now you're getting a direct result of your own action. Although, you know, that is certainly a case. And so the Lord says, you know, you will, you will reap what you sow. You, you know, uh, the Lord will judge each individual based upon their own deeds and they will be, you know, judged in the end based upon their actions and their deeds. And he will judge each man according to their own deeds. And so like, yeah, you will be judged by the Lord for your deeds and your actions. And so whoever has inflicted pain or whoever's done wrong to someone will also be judged by this, um, and, and they will be judged by the Lord. But uh, because of sin, like sin, sin happens, and we know we can expect it to happen. Um, that doesn't mean that it necessarily makes it easier. But at the end of it all, when you ask, Lord, why am I going through a difficult time? Well, the easy answer is, well, sin. Like sin is why bad things happen. But uh, the the bigger and more important question is then how do you respond to God? How do you not allow that difficult situation to determine the way you view him? Um, and I think it's important for us to view God through the lens of Scripture uh, so that we have an appropriate view of God instead of through our circumstance. Oftentimes we view God through our circumstances, and we wind up with a skewed view of God instead of through the Scripture and viewing our circumstances through the Scripture. Pastor Johnny, I, I heard you fix and say something. Yeah, so pointing back to what you were saying about sin and, and have you caused somebody to suffer because of your own sin, um, we all know that we all sin. We also know the Bible tells us that because we sin, we deserve death, right? So the moment I sin, no matter how on the, uh, the economy of, of how we view it uh, earthly, speaking earthly, um, no matter the sin, I immediately deserve death, right? And God could justly immediately kill me the moment I sin and then people will not suffer continually because of my sin because I won't be here to be able to sin anymore right so um, sin allows suffering and God being patient God showing his love and mercy toward us and not immediately killing us when we sin is one of the reasons that suffering is allowed to continue because I can go on sinning um so like, let's say, Stephen, that I come up and, and I punch you in your face, right? Uh, to use your example. Um, man, that's going to be a sin. And if God doesn't immediately kill me, then that gives me the opportunity to then go and punch Isaac in his face or punch you in your face again. Um, so then you will suffer because God was patient with me and not immediately requiring death of me because of my sin. So why does, why does evil exist? Well, evil, exi evil exists because of sin. Why does God allow it? Because God loves us, and he doesn't immediately kill us for our sin. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's uh, definitely good. Um, uh, another common question kind of coupled with, um, you know, the problem of evil was kind of the, well, if God knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin, then why, why even create them? Or why put them in a garden where they could sin? Why not just like put them in a, you know, an area where they just could not sin? Um, because you got, so both you and, and, and uh, both you, Johnny, and, and also Stephen are saying that it is cause to sin. And so then the next question is like, well, you know, why is there sin? Why did God allow sin? So I'm just curious kind of to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think if, if God didn't allow us to sin, then we essentially become some sort of like uh, 
we don't have the free will to choose at that point. We, we are kind of bound by the rules and we don't get to choose to love God. And so he actually allows us to have the option. Um, you know, so Adam and Eve got to choose to eat of the true, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, and they chose to disobey. Um, they could have chose to love God. And this is so interesting that, that God actually loved us so much that he gave us the choice to choose him. Um, and I think there's a different level of love when you can actually choose to love someone. Um, and so as opposed to just being forced to, or it's not real love if you don't actually have a choice to love them or not. And so, uh, you know, God chooses to love us and therefore we choose to love him. And the beauty of all of this is that God willingly and knowingly um, created us uh, and he knew before the foundations of the earth uh, that some of us would not choose him. Uh, and that, you know, you see in the scripture that just breaks God's heart. Like he wants us to choose him because he loves us so much. Um, and yet, you know, many of us don't choose the Lord. Uh, and we, we kind of spit in his face and we respond with this pointed finger as if we actually know, you know, more than God. Um, and I would challenge you to go read the end of Job um, before you make your decision as to whether you know God more or not, uh, as God kind of puts Job in his place there. Um, but oftentimes we, you know, we come to this uh, from a perspective of, man, we could figure things out better uh, if we were the ones in control. Uh, and yet, you know, we don't know what's going to take place in the next, you know, five minutes. And God knows what's going to take place for all of eternity. And so, you know, he's willingly and, and uh, sacrificially even done this so that we actually can respond in love towards him, which also means we can actually respond in disobedience and, and break his heart. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I was thinking um, at the end of the day, man, who can know the mind of the Lord? Who can know exactly why God put us in a situation in which we can sin? Um, you know, uh, the prophet Isaiah tells us, uh, speaking on behalf of God, my thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord, right? So we can't think the same thoughts as God. Um, at the end of the day, I can, I can have all these in, uh, educated guesses of why God might have allowed this to happen, um, but I can't give you a definitive reason why God would have put us in a situation in which we can sin. Um, I agree with what with what Stephen was saying. Um, you know, the, this ability for us to have free will um, shows uh, shows how God is a sovereign, even in using all these things to bring about His purposes. It also demonstrates His love for us, and that we're not some robot that's programmed to respond uh, a certain way every single time. Um, what I can definitively say is that. Uh, if you look at Scripture in, in its entirety um, and you see how even when God knew, right, because God is omniscient, he knows all things, even when he knew that we were going to sin against him, he still created Adam and Eve and still created mankind, uh, even though he knew that we would rebel against him. Um, it shows his love for us, and it also shows that he had a plan from the very beginning in which he was going to redeem us and restore us into a right relationship with him, which ultimately shows, uh, shows his power and brings him glory. So uh, my definitive answer for why God would 
allow us to sin or put us in a situation in which we can sin is ultimately to bring about a way in which he can show his glory through redeeming his people. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. And I, I think if I'm sort of, uh, sort of synthesizing all that you guys are saying, um, as far as, uh, you know, in regards to why did God, um, allow or place us here, uh, in a world and or in a, a position where we could sin, for example, like Adam and Eve. And, um, I remember back in college when I first got to college, I was like 18, 19. Um, then I remember I was in the college group with, uh, with my good friend, Caleb Hayes, and we were in like a home group setting and somebody asked this question and he just kind of confidently succinctly said, well, cause love requires choice. And ever since he said that, that just like stuck in my brain, like that's so profound. And so kind of in, in summary, like we don't, we can't know with a hundred percent without a doubt, but we, man, we feel, I mean, it's love requires a choice. You can't just, I can't say I love something if I was forced to forced to love it, you know, that's not real love. Um, and so there's, there's, tons more we could say about this. I mean, literally there's tons more. There's tons of books and resources. People have talked about this for just, a, just so much time. So there's a lot more we could say. Um, but with closing out, do you guys have anything else to say? Anything else you guys want to add really quick? Yeah, I, I would just want to add a couple of things. The beauty of this is that, you know, for all of eternity, God will do away with all the sin. So, like the opportunity to choose him is now while we're on earth that we can choose to love him so that we are then actually we've made our choice and then we will actually live in a new creation in which there will be no sin. There will be no choice to not sin. Uh, and that's the beauty of this is that God actually gives us a time in which we can respond to him appropriately instead of respond to him inappropriately. Uh, and the beauty of that is that I mean, when we look towards the eternal perspective, the suffering will end. Um, and it may be that we, we suffer and die here on earth. We should, as Christians, we should actually expect to, to encounter some type of suffering for his name's sake, not for our own, you know, own bad decisions. We don't want to suffer because of that. Um, but we want to suffer for his name's sake and doing, you know, what he asks us to do. We should expect some type of suffering, but that all comes to a close. Um, and he gives us the ability to endure when we're suffering for his name's sake. And, uh, and because of his love, and he provides for us in those things. Um, but if, you know, if we suffer for a moment and then for all of eternity, we reap the reward of, of knowing him, uh, then that it's well worth it having made the right decision um, and having submitted to the Lord and love him and, and follow him. Um, I do have one more thing I'd like to say. I, Pastor Johnny, I'd like for you to comment on that real quick. Yeah, so uh, I was just going to encourage people. Um, again, 100% agree with what you said, Pastor Stephen. Um, there is going to be one day in which the new heaven and the new earth come, and there's going to be no more suffering, no more effects of sin, uh, because everything is going to be restored. Um, but until that day, right, uh, Philippians 4 um, gives us hope. Uh, you know, Paul talks about uh, being in times of plenty and in times of need and and all in suffering all these things, um, everything that he went through, um, he was able to endure those things because of Jesus and him, his relationship and dependence on Jesus. And until 
the day that we are restored with Jesus um, in this perfect creation yet again, uh, we can be dependent on him, grow in our dependence on him, and endure uh, the suffering that that is currently all around us. Yeah, and I just want to add this, you know, speaking to our students and, and to those who might hear this, uh, you know, sometimes we can approach this this topic and we sound kind of callous because we're not, you know, in the fire at the moment or something like that. And, and what we've said is true, um, but I don't want you to, if, if you're out there and, and you're listening to this and you are indeed suffering in the hands of someone else or you are indeed in, in a place where you're suffering, um, we, we, uh, and we love you and we don't want that to be the case. And we feel for you and we have compassion. Um, and we want you to be able to receive help and we don't want you to continue on in some of that suffering. So, so if somebody else is causing you harm or suffering, uh, you know, you need to be able to respond to that appropriately by reaching out and getting help. Uh, don't just assume that because you're suffering, that's okay especially at the hands of someone else. That's not the way it's intended to be. Uh, and so I would say reach out to us, reach out to local authorities, reach out to teachers or somebody that you can confide in that can actually help you. Um, you know, our heart breaks for those. We, we encounter students on a regular basis who struggle with stuff. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to be uh, in the midst of that and feel like you have nowhere to turn. And I would just say, turn to the church, turn to us, turn to your uh, to law enforcement, if that's what's necessary, and kind of seek out some help. Um, it, you know, we don't desire for you to to suffer alone. We don't desire for you to continue to suffer at all. Um, and so we just want to say, I mean, we're available. Like, we want to pray for you. We want to help you. We want to talk with you if this is, you know, if you're actually in the heat of the moment and you're actually going through stuff. Um, and please let somebody know. Please talk to us. Uh, we, we do want to help you. I don't want you to feel like we just have some theological argument but don't actually care about you we really do um and and it's easier said you know for us to to say that than to walk with you through that but we actually want to walk with you through healing and uh through through providing direction if we can and things like that like we deeply care um and so let us know reach out to somebody we want to help you with that yeah that's good no that's good guys um kind of as we wrap up um you know, when, when talking about suffering, it's always difficult, you know, you, um, kind of when you're going through it, it's very difficult to hear, uh, some wisdom and some advice because it just comes off super callous and super, um, yeah, just, you don't care. Right. And it's just very difficult. Um, so I, I do kind of, I want to echo what Steven said and, and I want to, um, just kind of before closing out, just sort of put this before you, um, that we, we deeply care for you guys. Um, that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we do what we do um, is because we do care about you. Uh, and as well, please know, um, I think the assumption is to sort of, a lot of people assume, you know, we haven't gone through things um, and that's just not the case. Um, we're, we're speaking out of a place of uh, understanding uh, because we've been there. We've hurt a lot. We've, uh, you know, had nights where we've just felt like what, you know, what's the point, you know, we've had nights where we felt like, man, what, what is going on? Is God good? We've had all these moments where we have hurt and we have questioned. And so I just want to 
I, I want to make it known that we're not talking out of a place of sort of uh, spiritual, like high ground or some sort of like we've never experienced it. Uh, and as well, know that we're here for you. Know that we want to speak to you. Um, it is so important to actually work through how you're feeling. And so we want to be able to do that in a, in a godly way and point you back to scripture and be able to pray for you and be able to encourage you. So um, if you need anything, if you need anything from us, um, you have our number. You can go to the website and get it very easily. It's not very difficult to reach us. Um, but if you have any questions, again, we're going to be continuing on the breakdown. We're going to be continuing doing this. So if you have any more questions, obviously we've not covered all of the things going on in the problem of evil. And there's so much more that we can talk about. So if you have more questions uh, in regards to that, or even just regards to anything else, uh, yeah, send it to uh, the breakdown at richandcreek.com, the breakdown at richandcreek.com. You can send us an email there uh, and we'll look forward to, to answering your questions. So I just want to, again, thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Pastor Stephen. Thank you, Pastor Johnny, for being here. Um, And we will see you guys next Thursday.